What's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, Recommended Experience Peer Review. This is the part two of The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, just to start this off, of course, my name's Matt, um, but this is a spoiler cast of Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2, um, as we're going to be talking full spoilers throughout the episode. So come back when you're ready. Um, but joining me today is our group of panelists, including Alex. Hello. Tiffany. May the force be with you. <laughs> that sounds so sad. And Yasser. Hello. <laughs> it has finally arrived. Um, and I don't know whether to be happy or to be sad, guys. I'm sad. Ugh. Grogu's uh, finally I'm gone. No! I put the spoiler thing at the very beginning because I thought Alex and, Gro- and Grogu, Alex and Yasser were going to say something about Baby Yodi, but... <laughs> well, there it is. It's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Um, wow. I Season so two. so sad. Um, yeah, let's, let's just jump in. Um, so <laughs> last time we were on Peer Review... We had talked about season one and the first four episodes of season two. Um, so that kind of took us to, um, I guess, what was that right episode? Before, right before right we before saw Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it went through chapter 13, which was the Jedi, which is when we met Ahsoka. Chapter 14, the tragedy, was when Grogu got swept away, <laughs> away from the Mando. the troopers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chapter 15 was the believer which was kind of like a heist maybe filler episode um but we but saw had some good lore face. in it yep we did see his face and chapter 16 we also saw his face for the rescue which was the the ultimate episode right at the end which uh was jam-packed with everything i, I feel like they really couldn't fit any anything else into that episode um so just these four episodes Everything else aside, Alex, what did you think of these four episodes? Man, these four episodes were fantastic. I thought Mm -hmm. each one just had a good amount of story progression and character development, and they were just very well-paced. And I guess kind of us partitioning the first season and a half of the uh, first half of the second season it just felt like a good follow-up to all those events. And it was just like quickly hitting like one beat after another and we're moving up to the end. And it was just a satisfying ending for the most part for me as well. And so I just think they, they did a very good job and kind of wrapping up, I guess, what we may call the the book of Grogu or whatever they want to call this. Mm-hmm. You know, in no, retrospect. it's not the end. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, tell me your thoughts. Besides... Grogu aside, what do you think of these last four episodes? Um, so I thought Ahsoka was pretty neat getting to meet her, finding out his name. I was so excited because as the audience knows, uh, when we recorded the last peer review episode, I thought the name reveal was going to be at the season finale. So the fact that we got it right after was great. It was so cute. I also like how... Um, I mean, I accept his name. I mean, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. Thank God it's not Carl. <laughs> Carl. Um, but I I liked how 
um, the Mandal- Mando was like, hey, kid. And then Ahsoka's like, his name is Grogu. So I mm-hmm. kind of liked that little nod there because it almost felt like it was uh, paralleling potentially the audience who didn't accept the name. But mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat. I also like the plot um, development of him getting a pure Beskar a spear, which comes into play later. The following episode where he gets snatched. Oh my God. I was so mad (laughs) at the end. Like he's just like slowly coming out of his force coma or whatever. And then these (laughs) fools jump out of the sky, grab him and leave. And I was like shaking my Mm -hmm. fists like no. And then in the episode (laughs) where they're trying to get the coordinates of Moff Gideon's ship. I literally was like when we so when we saw that he was like when Mando was going to do anything to get him because he cares mm-hmm. so much about Grogu and he took off his helmet. I was like, I don't care about your face. Where's Grogu? <laughs> Show me Grogu being safe. Anything. Nothing. And then we get to this finale and I cried at the end. The emotional connection that they were having that Mando and Grogu were having. Mm-hmm. Just, it made me feel so much because it's just like this guy who just was living his own life and then he found a foundling and decided to take care of him and help him on his journey and he just, you know, they, they their bond grew because mm-hmm. he's not a monster and Grogu is so lovable and adorable. And he took and off his mask and Grogu's and like, his- who the heck are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anyway. Yeah, uh, no, put it back on, man. No, he's just like, so he can mem- remember his face, like his little three claws, like clutching his cheek. And oh my God, I felt so many emotions. You know what also has claws? Monsters. Coincidence? I think not. I think no. not. And yeah. then also, honestly, I have to say the CG for Luke wasn't actually that bad. Like I was, was like I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't the greatest. Did anyone say it, it wasn't good? It was actually really good. I heard some people say it looked cheesy. Oh my god, it looked really realistic. I, like, I mean, come on, we we have to think of this. This is a TV show. I I thought the CG. For a TV show alone, oh no, it's it pretty good. But like, I yeah. feel like people are just being too harsh. Like being harsh to be harsh. Like I thought well, it was I, fine. Yeah, I thought. I mean, like I was more amazed, honestly. Other than CG, was the voice. I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's. I think that's a, like that sounds like him young like or from what i remember from the movies which spoiler alert i barely remember anything from those (laughs) movies apparently from my side (laughs) conversations with matt (laughs) but yeah those are my overarching thoughts on the last four episodes yeah sir uh, round us out, man. Are you sure you, know, you want me to go before you? That That's going to be interesting it, for me to contrast what Tiffany just said. <laughs> I, I I can go, I guess. If if you want to just be last, you know. I'll go consistency. last. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty great. Like, the last four episodes, I felt, were the stronger half of this season. Um, I thought that the first four episodes were good. I still kind of sit by you know the frog lady episode didn't really care for it as much like it was a bunch of filler and really like out of these four episodes i think the believer had more most of the filler content and even that that was some awesome combat 
and it had a lot of great great shots and it kind of showed further the Mandalorian's progression as a character that yeah he has this you know belief system that he can't show his face but he's willing to put that aside you know for his creature um you know his for son, Grogu just I know say it. I'm just <laughs> you're, do, you're um, aggravating me right now I know I, I'm doing it on purpose um it's not his son, but okay <laughs> so um I thought Ahsoka coming in was great I um you know of course you know Disney has announced Ahsoka is going to have her own show um I'm very excited for that um I thought that she looks exactly like she did in Clone Wars, which was an animated series. Um, so I thought that they did a really good job and stayed true to her character. And then, you know, going, you know, just fast forwarding to the last episode, which I think was the most impactful, um, I thought it put a pretty nice um, bow on everything for this story. Um, I think that, you know, when I saw the, the Soul X-Wing, I was like, oh man, Luke is the Jedi that Grogu spoke to in episode 14 or chapter 14 and I was like oh here we go here's Luke and then just like I don't know if you guys noticed this but that last scene like when um Luke is going through and like killing all these droids that actually mirrors the scene of Darth Vader going through um that ship and like killing all those rebels like Rogue One yeah like um, oh. frame by frame like even the last bit oh. of Luke crushing that droid was um, Darth Vader force choking a rebel so it's like they put so much care that may have gone unnoticed but like to me I was like this is just excellent um, and I I thought it was overall really good second half to a season that I think I love season one don't get me wrong but I think season two absolutely blew it out of the water. Definitely. Um, so I, I think this was a strong half of the better season. So I couldn't be happier with where it went. Where it went. <laughs> where it winded. Where it winded. <laughs> Mace Windu coming back confirm? <laughs> yeah, where it Mace Windu. <laughs> All right, Yasser, I'm ready. All right. I'm already disappointed, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did think that it was very... It was on track for where it was for me in the first half of the season. I thought as far as plot-wise, story acting, uh, direction-wise, all around, it was pretty on par for the entire series as a whole. Um, I liked, like you said, the cameos that we got with Arisoka. Is that her name? Did I say that Ahsoka. right? Ahsoka. Ahsoka, sorry. <laughs> Ahsoka and Skywalker. <laughs> I thought that was cool um, to kind of throw that into the Star Wars lore and into this show itself. Um, I was not a huge fan of how it all played out in the last episode. I thought it was okay. Um, I, I felt like the villain didn't do that much. Like I, th I was expecting more out of that combat scene. We got a mediocre, like he's using it as a lightsaber and that's like literally the worst thing you could do against Mand Mando because literally you can't pierce through his armor. So good try. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was okay. I wasn't like blown away by it. I, I will say that I I did kind of have the episode spoiled for me before I watched it because uh, I I heard a comment saying they really had to pick Luke. So I knew he was going to show up at some point. So I don't know how, how much uh, that affected how I watched it. But overall, it was pretty good. I'm glad that Grogu's like story was wrapped up pretty well. 
Um, and no. it makes sense that he would go with Skywalker based on the timeline that we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, f- I felt like the writing was still very like quest oriented. Like, here's your quest of the episode. Go do this. Go do that. Um, I thought the the character that they saved for that one episode, I think it was episode seven um because he was in prison right his character arc seemed to change drastically from where we last saw him like he used to be this really sleazy dude and now he's like fighting for the right causes and being a really good guy i thought that was kind of weird and kind of sudden um but overall i liked the character at least this version of him but i just thought it was a weird change from where we last saw him Mm -hmm. um but in general pretty good to go back to the point where uh, you mentioned with Moff Gideon trying to cut uh, Man- Mando using the dark saber and mm-hmm. being like, "Oh yeah, the dark saber can't cut through pure Beskar." Mm-hmm. There are a couple points I like to point out. I loved how at the beginning of Episode 16 they did point that out. Like Bo Katan explained, like pure Beskar is one of is the only thing that the dark saber can't cut. So that was a really mm-hmm. good setup to explain. Oh, that's why. Uh, Moff wasn't able to hurt Mando but also right before that moment when they're having the exchange and you know Moff is holding the Darksaber over Grogu he explains to Mando saying he knows everything right and the fact that he tries cutting (laughs) through the armor (laughs) makes absolutely no sense because if he knows everything he would have known the Darksaber can't cut through Beskar so I'm like (laughs) I like there's a lot of things they did well but things like that I'm like okay now you just threw everything out the window and then it was the classic like villain over explaining at the end saying oh actually you can't give her the sword because you have to win it in battle like it's I don't know if that was already explained in some other lore but if they just introduced that it seemed like it was completely unnecessary why did they add that to the episode did did that add anything to the episode at all I don't know (laughs) personally i think that's more for the future at least that's what i got out of it Mm -hmm. to say that if we get more bo-katan mando interaction it's going to be the struggle of her i guess trying to or you know mando even though he was trying to give up the dark side we're being like screw the customs which is very weird right because that was mando saying that to like here just take it versus her being very adamant to say like no we like i adhere to that custom that I'm hopeful mm-hmm. for the future it comes up. But yeah, for the episode, it felt like a loose string that they're just dangling out there. But hopefully they tie it up later. Yeah. Agreed. I I agree with what you're saying. I, I do think that Moff Gideon was a little bit disappointing in the end. Um, because out of everybody, I feel like Moff Gideon wasn't a very believable antagonist. And I feel like that's a common trope in Star Wars. Like, I feel like a lot of Star Wars antagonists, beyond, you know, like, the Emperor or Darth Vader, you know, like, there's no real, like, progression of them. That's um, true. Which is unfortunate. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Supreme Leader Snoke. Oh, my God. Was Don't killed, remind like, me of that. Just haphazardly. <laughs> like, you know, so it doesn't really surprise me. Um, right. But what you said, like, about Bill Burr, like, his character, yeah. um, it, I hated his character. Initially. And that was one of my least favorite episodes in all of, you know, season one and season two. Oh, you, lo- you hated the new version of it? No, I, I hated the old version. Oh, okay. The, yes. the prisoner, Agreed. or I think that's what the prisoner was um, at the very, you know, the middle of season one. Um, I just did not like him. 
I did not like, I didn't think he played him well. Like, I feel like he just, like, read a script and that was it. But honestly, I really liked that episode. And mm-hmm. when they were, like, teasing that they were going that route, I was really disappointed because I was like, I don't want to see him. Right. Um, but <laughs> I thought that he he progressed as much as he can. And they, like, kind of played him out to his fullest bit. And then, you know, he left. And that's fine. I was completely fine with that. Um, there, you know, um, I think. So- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, if you want to finish your thought. Oh, go ahead. You're fine. Well, the thing that I was going to say is that in the last episode, I was actually, when when I saw Mando get, like, demolished by one dark trooper, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he met his match. And then he, like, ejected all of them. <laughs> yes, like, like during, while I was watching it, I was like, are you kidding me? That's all we get from these stark troopers that are like we got set up like oh they're unstoppable we got rid mm-hmm. of the human element they got mm-hmm. a charge you know and then they like <laughs> all got space dumped and i was like this is lame <laughs> but then when they came back that's when i was like holy smokes like that, i got really that was a cool line where it's like how many life forms she's like Zero. Zero. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're back, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, and then they came back, and, like, it was super ominous and crazy. And mm-hmm. I actually really liked the line um, when the X-Wing shows up, and then uh, the old, I forgot her name, the shock trooper, the old shock trooper's like, oh, yay, one X-Wing's going to save us, or whatever, yeah. that throwaway line. I thought that <laughs> oh was hilarious. God. And to be <sighs> yeah. honest, like, I just had no idea who that was <laughs> like when yeah. when they were coming and then you know they're watching the cc or like the weird old tvs the old monitors and he didn't show the color at the beginning mm-hmm. of the saber you know like i thought that was really neat i didn't until i when i saw the one glove yeah the one that's, what regular hand, that's sure. when yeah that's when i was like <laughs> was oh good. it must be him um yeah like but, who there's there's very little or like not a not a lot of people it could have been yeah at this point right you know this is after episode six where luke is rebuilding the jedi temple um presumably that's where grogu is going is to the jedi temple um mm-hmm. and like honestly like i didn't know who else it could be and when i saw the single x-wing it kind of like brought me back because you know like he took that x-wing to master yoda to get initially trained and so it was just very luke-esque and as soon as he started like battling it out i was like yes this is what (laughs) fans of the original sequel wanted we want boba fett to be cool like his armor (laughs) we got that and we wanted luke to actually do some hardcore things like go into this like terrible situation against these super troopers and like demolish them oh mando had a struggle with like one oh yeah luke's gonna go through like a whole platoon and it's not gonna be anything to him it was so cool (laughs) <laughs> minus, minus one. <laughs> I also not gonna lie, like when R two D two kind of popped out and started like doing his like having his the little dance. beeps and boops, and I was just literally like, "What's the point of this?" Like, I mean, Fan it was, was cool none. seeing yeah. him, but I was like, "This is kind of dumb," and it like went on for a little bit. But then savage. I, was to a, I okay, hold on, let me finish. I was talking to yeah, a sir, friend. Your voice has changed at, at work, and basically my friend was like well i actually kind of liked it because it it you could tell grogu was very scared or nervous about going and then when he like interacted with r2 r2's like giving the impressions like come it's gonna be ra- you know it's gonna be fine i'm like, gonna beep at you yeah i'm gonna beep <laughs> and boop at you 
beep boop boop and then like Grogu's like oh okay and he starts like waddling over and I'm like okay when you tell me when you explain it like that like Mm -hmm. you know trying to give Grogu a sense of like it's okay like just come with us we're going on a cool journey like I was like okay fine but honestly seeing him go and just like it's just so sad Mm I was just like, no. And then Ale- before Alex even saw this episode, I literally, I texted him and I was like, you got your wish. Your dream is coming <laughs> oh my true. <laughs> Alex is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Grogu is yeah. alive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what <laughs> <Yeah>. is this? <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> yeah. So this kind of, you know, points us into a, a weird direction, right? Because did everyone watch the after credit scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, did that with Matt's help. <laughs> yeah. So I posted on our Twitter um rxp underscore podcast if you want to follow us um and i put like a psa to make sure you watch um the after credit scene and then tiffany's like response immediately is like i didn't know or something (laughs) like that um with boba fett um taking over jabba's palace um which also that one dude that place like what it's i don't know like it's a place like where bounty hunters go and like it's a sketchy place. Know. There's yeah, it's just like, a sketchy place. Yeah, is that was that guy? What was who was that? It was that like I I didn't understand anything about that place. So Other- Bib Fortuna is he was like the guy that you saw in the original original trilogy, and he was kind of like the quartermaster for Jabba the Fat, or sorry, Jabba Fat. Wait, not. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba I'm the saying Hutt. Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Boba the Fett. Fake fan. That's his name now. Fake fan. <laughs> Shut up. Should, do I have to tell like, the like crowd who no. you thought? Boba. Please don't. Please don't, Matt. I don't um, need this attention. Yeah. Well, well, just think about that next time you call me a fake fan. Um, so, Bib <laughs> Fortuna. Honestly, like, I guess if you take over this place, you, like, gain a ton of weight because... It's like street cred. Not look, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I guess he took over Jabba's place, you know, when he died. And so now Boba, Boba Fett is taken over, and it looks so cool. And then it says, like, the book of Boba Fett, December 2021. So it almost begs the question, is this the Mandalorian season three is it now like this was kind of what alex was talking about a little bit was that the book of grogu or the book of din you know the mandalorian's real name is now you're moving on to a different mandalorian in quotes um you know the book of boba fett and we kind of follow him in his adventures for a season or two yeah i was Um, actually confused by that that like titling or that naming but then when when alex mentioned that like i thought it made a lot of sense so i just accepted yeah. it as fact <laughs> because you know like what if what if after you know we go through boba fett and like maybe there's another antagonist out there um maybe after that then we kind of go to the mandalore as a whole and we go and see bo katan like and maybe at at that time you know um the mandalorian is with bo katan at that time and you never know like when grogu will have cameos here and there but like what do you guys think do you guys think that's the best route for this or or what before moving on to that i just want to mention so you know the the last scene right is just showing boba sitting on the throne and fennec mm-hmm. like on the arm like next to him right obviously yeah. the the right hand man literally on the right side um and that was the final shot to be honest when 
the book of Boba Fett came up after that. I thought it would have been a little bit more impactful for that follow-up if um, Boba actually took off his helmet and put it on the left arm of the chair or, or the throne. And then the final shot was just like of the helmet on the throne because um, the beginning, the intro, right, for the Star Wars sequence is we see all the heads of a bunch of iconic characters throughout the franchise. Mm-hmm. And they added, like, at the very end, right, the Mandalorian's helmet is the final head. It, like, the lights rotate around. We see that, and then it transitions off into the episode. And so I thought it would have been a cool mirror to say, like, oh, we've seen the Mandalorian's helmet this whole time, especially for these first two seasons. And then it would, like, swap to see, like, oh, now we're going to see Boba's helmet, right, um. to be to signify that we're moving on to, you know, the Book of Boba Fett. But, you know, that, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not a showrunner. I just thought that would have been a cooler, like, end yeah. scene to end on to, like, signify the transition. Um, but honestly, so for one, on a first point, I'm very happy. We're done with Grogu. I hope he doesn't come back. Uh, <laughs> You're, dead just, just You're dead to me. You're dead to me. We've closed the book of Grogu. We're now opening the book of Boba Fett. So Why are you we, doing this? We don't need him anymore. <laughs> so, Alex, um, quick question for you. Yeah. So, you you say that would be how they're transitioning to the book of Boba Fett. So, would the first two seasons be considered the book of Grogu or the book of Mando? Like, I don't quite understand. I, I almost I think it would have to be Mando. <laughs> you, both, you both said the opposite thing. Right, because I think it's still going to involve the Mandalorian. Like, we're still going to have him. Like, and we're still, I guess, going to get uh, his perspective from what's happening in all the, in the plot line. So I was just looking at it where the story kind of for these first two seasons revolved around the child, right? It's like, Oh, we have to, you know, I want, there's a bounty on him. I got to take him in for, to get my reward. And it's like, Oh, never mind. There's a greater purpose here with the child. And it's like, Oh, now I got to deliver the child to a safe Haven. And I think that's the kind of perspective now with Boba Fett and that it's going to be the Mandalorian caught up in Boba's adventure, Boba's kind got of it. story arc. Okay, so then Mando is still the central character, in which case that would make sense that the first that, book would be Book of Grogu. Yeah, that's what I mm. hope for personally. Yeah, because I was I was thinking, you know, Pedro Pascal would take a back burner and we would go away from the Mandalorian, and then we would follow Boba Fett during these next little bit. That was where I was almost assuming that it would go. So like the first couple books would be the book of Mando or whatever. Um, I honestly would love for Pedro Pascal to come back as the Mandalorian and be the central character because I thought he's done a great job and I can't wait to see what else they do with the character. But also, like, I don't know without Grogu, like, what is that dynamic going to be like? Like, what is, what like, is Mando oh, going to be like without him? Better. Well, shut up, Alex. <laughs> Like, how can this show be called The Mandalorian? Because, like, I feel like they spent the last episode literally Bo-Katan being like, you're not a Mandalorian, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I never said I was. And then she's like, you're a clone. You know what I mean? Like, how can they... Which was savage, right? Because he's like, yeah, I how, got this armor he... from my dad. And she said, don't you mean donor? Like, donor. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Well, I <laughs> she's think... calling him out. Yes. I feel like at various points, though, at this in this season, we've kind of 
learned that there's a lot of different definitions of Mandalorian, right? Of Mandalorian. So there are yeah. a lot of ways that you could describe someone as Mandalorian without them actually being from Mandalore. So yeah. I think it would guess- work no matter how they approach it. Because, like, originally when I saw that, I thought they straight up, I thought the stinger meant, like, oh, we're having a spinoff show about Boba Fett. That's what I thought, like, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. It, and I thought it also season might three, be. or, like, I tried to Google if there's a season three of Mandalorian, and then it, I mean, I did a very quick, I didn't even look at articles. I just looked at, like, taglines, and it looked like there was going to be season three, but I didn't know if that, if, you know, the Boba Fett show was going to take over that, or if it, Boba Fett's a spinoff, and I don't know that people really know, um, but... I think that they I announced just, season three of The Mandalorian was coming out Christmas of 2021, and then this was specifically December of 2021. So it's either, this is going to be a limited series where it's going to be a couple episodes leading Mm -hmm. up to Mandalorian or it's going to be two series going simultaneously or they're going to be the exact same thing like those are the three options yeah and I just assumed that this would just take over because I don't I wouldn't think that they would have two simultaneous shows because it would just be diluting their own viewership Um, like people would watch both but like what we're seeing with you know how they're going to be treating these Marvel shows like they're back to back it's not you know happening at the same time so that yeah. was my assumption it does seem like it would make sense to have it be the next continuation because all of the season episodes have been chapters so mm-hmm. it just makes sense that the next season would be the book because we've completed all the chapters in the book that we're watching right now currently even yeah. though and also they might they might rebrand the, like once they decide that that's like the book of Boba Fett, they might rebrand these first two seasons or chapters yeah, as a book possible. of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, like I thought the episodes were good, and you know, I I was kind of talking to Matt about this. I was reflecting back on like why I even started the show, to be honest, because I'm a very peripheral Star Wars fan. I think Jedi's are super cool. I like the concept of them. I like the whole idea of the force. I'm not into the whole idea of like having no emotions because I'm a very emotional person. (laughs) But um, like when the show came out, that's when like Disney Plus just started and they didn't have necessarily a lot of original content, I guess. Or like this was the first show that was, you know, specifically made and advertised for Disney Plus. So I checked it out and once that sweet sweet boy came on the screen game over that's when i that the, yes 100 percent yasser <laughs> i was like i'm in i'm in wait there's still but more now, questing they have to do <laughs> i honestly i'm i don't know i feel like i'm gonna be like yo text me when if grogu's in it like i don't know <laughs> like i mean like i don't really know about boba fett i'm really bad with any recollection of the original trilogy so i mean i feel like i might try giving them a watch again next year i was gonna ask you that like are you any more interested in the star wars universe now that you've watched this i mean i'm not gonna like go read books about it well no no no. but like maybe watch the movies Well, I've seen all the movies once. Oh, okay. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, I've seen them. But, like, obviously, like, the f- first trilogy I saw, like, 15 years ago and never watched again. Even though my family has a VHS collector's set of it. <laughs> Don't <laughs> like, watch them on VHS. Do you, <laughs> here's the question, then. They've announced all these new spinoff shows. 
what they've done in the past two seasons, has that motivated you or will that motivate you to want to watch the Ahsoka or the, you know, whatever the Ranger one is? Um, Raiders of the New it. Republic or something? Yeah. Rangers of the New Republic or something? Yeah. Well, so I'm leaning a little... I'm more interested in Ahsoka. I don't know if it's because she's a female protagonist, but she seems pretty cool. Like, I'm interested... I like Rosario Dawson. I guess I'm interested in her series. Um... Boba Fett-wise, like, I love Ming-Na Wen, the actress that Mm -hmm. plays Fennec. And, you know, I'm actually, like, in awe of her because she's literally the Disney triple threat. She's a Disney princess because she voiced Mulan. She was in uh, a Marvel property because she's, like, one of the main characters in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And now she's in Star Wars. And, like, she's pretty great. I feel like her S.H.I.E.L.D. character and her Star Wars character are fairly similar, to be honest. Like, badass, like, lady assassin Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm down with that. So, I mean, like she intrigues me, but I don't like, I don't see myself like, w- you know, clawing at waiting for the next Mandalorian season as I was, you know, this time around. Cause I, I love Grogu so much. Um, but I do have to say that the show does make me want to actually rewatch the original trilogy and give it a shot mm-hmm. again, you know, just to like, Oh, I should probably relearn that yo stuff. old man yoda is pretty cute he is he's well, hilarious too <laughs> oh i mean he he's really pretty is. yeah he's pretty funny well actually i don't even remember if he's funny so he's but funny. like <laughs> <laughs> he's funny <laughs> okay i'll i'll check it out again <laughs> you can pretend it's grogu <laughs> listen um they're they're basically saying that grogu is about like 50 years old by the time yoda was 100 years old he was already a jedi master so He's gotta, he's gotta work on his force stuff. Like, yeah, he's gonna be a little behind. <laughs> he's gonna be a little behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder because we've talked about in the first peer review how Grogu is like almost a commercial express, yeah, commercial success because everything is Baby Yoda. Like Tiffany brought some Baby Yoda Pyrex. Okay. Containers. A, a to friend work the other gifted day. that to me. A friend who knows my love for Grogu gave me that I'm for not, Christmas. I'm not hating on it. I think it's great. And I was a little bit jelly, and I was like, "That's pretty great." But they have Baby Yoda everything. So I, there's a part of me that's me... like, they have to keep really the character think... around for marketing yeah. purposes. Yeah. Do we think that Baby Yoda is going to be somewhere else, like in Ahsoka or? in mandalorian season three or something like that it just makes sense for them as a business to keep baby yoda around (laughs) yeah it has to be part of the universe somehow but i couldn't tell you what the strategy is but they have to keep him around it's too much of a money seller (laughs) or money maker yeah (laughs) yeah all right so final question as we end all of our peer review episodes we are the Recommending Experiences podcast. So my question to you all is, season one and season two, knowing what you've known now, would you recommend this experience? Alex, why don't we start with you? I'd say yes. Uh, mostly because also the episodes aren't like actual hour-long episodes as some shows can be. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they range anywhere from like 30 to like, I think at most it was like 50, like four minutes was the longest mm-hmm. one or something like that. Um, I, I appreciated the kind of, you know, non, 
uniform episode length. You know, the stories were as long as they needed to be for each episode, each chapter. And uh, overall, I mean, especially if you're not even remotely interested in the Star Wars universe, I think these are just kind of like a fun kind of, not to say like a space Western, but that's what it kind of feels like. So mm-hmm. just yeah. you can get through these two seasons as a enjoyable experience and then move on and not have to feel invested into anything else especially if you're here to see grogu because who knows if he'll come back so stop <laughs> rip. <laughs> rip tiffany's dream yeah so definitely that's a yes for me tiffany i recommend this experience as a like case one example of like an adjacent star wars fan uh, I've seen all the movies. Rogue One is the only Star Wars movie I've seen more than once. Um, I I think this is a great show. I agree with Alex. The pacing's pretty good. They really try to keep to st- tight storytelling. Like they're not like we need to fill an hour. It's like they they film with purpose and they show what they need to show in the time that they need. And Grogu is just everything. Like. Give me all the Grogu things. Like, mm-hmm. I I love him. I love how adorable he is. I love that he asserts himself and takes cookies from dudes that don't and share. Eggs, really. like, and living beings. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't have to talk about that. Lives. He's the <laughs> judge, the executioner. No. It's everything. <laughs> he's little, in his little potato sack outfit. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I oh my god I'm like tearing up just thinking about when he was saying goodbye to his dad and going off to camp it was too much <laughs> going off to camp <laughs> I love you Grogu oh, um, so I, I think it's no surprise I recommend this experience uh, I feel as a Star Wars fan more Star Wars is always great Unless it's, you know, episodes seven through nine. <laughs> oh <my laughs> okay. God. That's I, a little ex- I know. <laughs> I, I just like it's it's nice to have a cheap shot when I can. Um <laughs> I enjoyed Mandalorian season one and two. I thought that there was some great characters um that built um up a world that's already very built up. I think there's some characters that aren't great. Um so I I don't know how excited I am about seeing more of Cara Dune in her character, just personally, you know, looking beyond the Mandalorian. Um, but I thought that the Mandalorian did a great job of looking at the Outer Rim and looking at a not a Jedi story. Um, it was very Rogue One-like, um, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And um, yeah, I think I've said it, you know, time and time again of, of how great some of these characters have developed, especially Mando. Um, Grogu was great, but I think, Come for Grogu, Grogu number one. stay for Mando. Um, it was a great, one of my favorite shows of 2020, and I would definitely uh, recommend this experience. Yeah, it's interesting because you can like the show for so many different reasons, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would recommend it for people who are Star Wars fans to begin with, because obviously if you want more Star Wars, Mando or the Mandalorian show in general is a great place to get more lore, more Star Wars. Um, But on top of that, if you want a good family show, like you're trying to watch it with your kids, uh, this is literally the perfect show because you're getting Star Wars and they're going to love it. So in that sense, um, that's who I would recommend it to, absolutely. Well, there you go. Four for four. Gets a four out of four rating um, from the RXP crew. Um, (laughs) 
with that though that concludes our peer review episode part two for season two of the mandalorian uh, if you want to reach out to us feel free to email us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our twitter rxp underscore podcast thanks everybody may the force be with you